Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey everyone, I'm a Comey. Hey everybody, my name is Turk182. How you doing? Uh, I think I'm doing alright tonight, man. You know, I'm, uh, you know, feeling good, feeling loose. Um, and that is why I won't do two shows anymore. I won't. I, I just won't do it. <laughs> I'm, have you seen Beetlejuice lately? Because the last time we talked about Beetlejuice, like, oh, I gotta watch that again. It's been, God, it's been like years since I've seen Beetlejuice. <laughs> it's it's still been years since I've okay. seen Beetlejuice. Gotcha. I, I I think I told you I bought myself a copy of Inception from like the the budget DVD bin and still have not watched it. But you've seen it before though, right? Ah, never seen Inception. That's why really? that's why I bought the DVD. It was like I've never seen Inception. I need to see it and I still haven't seen it. Well, if my idea is stupid, Morty, your your favorite movie is stupid. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, Inception's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, I hear it's super good. Yeah. I mean, uh, the it's got um so it's got even Michael Caine's on uh, is only in it for a, a very short time, but um it's got such a great cast. Uh you know, so you got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. You got Tom Hardy. You got Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who hasn't done anything in a while. And I and uh, I, I really need to see him in something again because uh, I like I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Um, then uh, and you've got uh, God, I can't forget, you remember the guy's name, the uh, the Japanese guy. Um, oh, that narrows it right down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, we're talking about Japanese guys that work in Hollywood. So there's like five of them, you know, and uh, three of them aren't working right now. So well, I mean, I, that means I've got like a like an eighty percent chance of sounding racist if I get the name wrong. So it, it was the guy that was all that was also in, in Batman Returns and The Last Samurai, and I can't think of his name. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, no. <laughs> Tom Cruise is in Last Samurai. That's right. Fuck. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in like the uh, forty-seven Road. Forty-seven Road. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Damn um, it. So, uh, but anyway, uh, he's in it. Um, there's a. Uh, uh, let's see, Rutger Hauer. No, is it Rutger Hauer? Or is it um Tom Berenger? It might be Tom Berenger. Um, or shit, I can't think. Which one is that plays? His uh anyway, um and uh Pete Postlethwaite is like one of the last movies he did, I believe, before he died. Wow. Um, cause uh it was you know I I I was a big fan. I'm not gonna say huge fan, but I was a big fan of Pete Postlethwaite. I, I really liked him a lot. And it was, and I can tell you why. It was because of, um, his role in, uh, Jurassic Park 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where he played, he played the big game hunter that was there to help them, like, kidnap dinosaurs, but just because he wanted a shot at, uh, at capturing, like, or killing a, the T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, when, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, big guy. Um, uh, comedic uh, actor. Uh, I, 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 I'll get his name in just a minute. Um, uh, big guy, comedic actor. Yeah, well, he used to he used to do a lot. He used to do a lot of dramatic and like just kind of like non comedic roles. Then he just yeah. kind of switched over to, to comedic roles, and Gabriel then Iglesias. Um, and uh, then that was it. That he just been kind of doing that since. But he plays a straight guy in all of them. Though that's the that's the hmm. the the odd thing is that he play. He's a really good straight man, but he plays a straight man in all of them. Um. Oh, it, it is late when I when I can't think like this, and I can clearly see um, we had a really good head of steam built up on the yeah. last one, and then we just kind of like petered out super fast. Uh, oh, crip crap! Um, and, and you know I hate having to look things up, so I don't want to do that. Um, but I, uh, 
I also don't want to keep going. Uh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, uh, Vince Vaughn. There we go. Uh. So, uh, Vince Vaughn lets all the animals they, that they had ca- caught loose and they trashed the camp. And then, uh, you know, they, they've got to go now, like all the stuff they had, the equipment, everything they had to do this mm-hmm. thing, like it's all trash. So they just have like limited things. And, uh, Pete possibly makes the, says a line. He goes, let's get this move, movable feast underway. And I was like, <laughs> I love that line because that's exactly what they are. They are just a walking buffet line for any dinosaurs that come by. Yeah. Um, and then of course the role he plays as the priest in, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, he's really good in that. And then of course he's been in you know, other movies like, uh, what was it? Um, uh, the one that he was in with, uh, Daniel Day Lewis, um, uh, so, something father, um, anyway, uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> um, when I saw him in, uh, it wasn't, uh, the town. Okay. And which, you know, it's, the town is fantastic. You know, Ben Affleck and uh, Jeremy Renner. When I saw Pete possibly in her house, I'm like, oh my God, he does not look good at all. I mean, he looked, he looked sick. And, uh, and of course, he, he didn't look that, that great in Inception. And, you know, maybe yeah. he passed away. I think he had cancer. Um, but it's just like, I, I, it, again, we were talking about uh, actors and stuff like that last episode. And it's like, yeah. you, you kind of gravitate towards certain people because of either a role they played or something they did or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sticks. And he's one of those guys that, you know, he just hit the right, kind of, the right couple of, of movies for me. Even, um, right, right. uh, Dragonheart, you know, where he played the, the monk. Um, he's just, you know, he just hit those, those right movies for me. And I'm like, bam, like, you know, I like this guy. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, we, uh, we just did an episode where, you know, uh, actually we did technically two episodes. We did two episodes where we, um, weren't our typical selves where usually, you know, we're, you know, we joke, we, we laugh, we, we, did we have two fun. episodes where we bullied the shit out of people. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> and, uh, not, normally not to that, not to that extent, you know, um, and, uh, and you know, so to go into our our next uh our, our this episode, our next episode, you know, to be like, you know, well now we're going to talk about what if we were bad people, and we're like, ninja, you that already. But what what if we were worse people than than what we've just currently displayed? So, um, or, or as we phrased it in other episodes, what if we had no inhibitions at all? Yes. So, um, if we, if we, uh, were our, the worst versions of ourselves, we can be where, you know, like you said, no inhibition. So, you know, where we normally would not engage in certain activities because you're like, uh, that's, that's not who, that's not who we are. We don't want to be that kind of person. And, uh, and we're like, okay, well, now we're going to say, what if we are that kind of person? We want to be that kind of person, you know? What would we do? Would we be the dictator of a small country? Would we be like the, uh, like the, um, self-appointed general of like a, a band of, uh, you know, just marauding soldiers in like, you know, some third world country or something mm-hmm. like that? You know, mm-hmm. uh, would we like run a, a criminal empire? Like, would you be a pimp? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> would, um, <clears throat> or, 
would you uh or, you know and none of that like whatever when we pick like how would we how would we do it how would we go about like running our our or doing being our, our worst selves mm-hmm. so uh so yeah so we're just kind of putting that out there yeah um and to make you all feel better about us not actually being those people too <laughs> <laughs> It's like you you think you got it bad with us. We can make it a whole lot worse. <laughs> Baby, you think it's bad that I yell at you, but I could just be hitting you, you know? <laughs> uh, it's so. like, why do you think I wear that glove full of Vaseline? <laughs> hey, 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 that's not me being an asshole. That's this uh uh grapes of wrath guy man i mean he he did that not me so so you you take that up with uh with i was just you know. i was just picturing tyler durden with his rubber glove <laughs> finish her off <laughs> what's that the steinbeck grapes of wrath yeah 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 so uh so yeah yeah don't don't look at me like like oh you're a horrible person i, mean, I don't remember a glove full of vaseline and grapes of wrath but uh, uh it's been a while since i've read it Oh, sorry, not Grace of Wrath. I meant uh, uh, Mice and Men. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mice and Men. Uh, yeah, um, I'm saying, but still, like, you know, that's, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> I wouldn't wear, I wouldn't wear like a, like a glove full of Vaseline. I just carry around some baby powder. See, that, that's like the, the preacher's kids in church growing up who would like, who would like say bad words, like from movies, but then be like, yeah, but I, I didn't say that. I was just quoting it, you know? Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> And you know, I, I like in Ninja Turtles when Raphael is running after Casey and he says, damn, but you know, I, I didn't say that. He did. Raph said it. Yeah. So. He doesn't believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just, <laughs> just. The Ninja Turtles are atheists. <laughs> you know, okay. I'm just, I would rather the Ninja Turtles be, be atheists than to have like. Michelangelo come up to me and he's wearing like a crucifix around his neck I'm like um <laughs> like like um I just like no 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 that I, I know I know who came knocking on your sewer door but like I, I, and I don't know how they convinced you that but no but write, no that should that should never have happened I want to write shitty TMNT fan fiction where they all become Christians <laughs> that there's a schism in them because Donnie wants to be a Methodist but Mike wants to be a Baptist <laughs> You'd be amazed at just how much uh, Christian Sonic fan fiction there is. Oh wow, that's uh, I, how what 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 is it? What's going to be Christian about? It's just Sonic. It's, I mean, it's Sonic. Jesus loves him. Oh, I bet you they changed the rings to Halos. <laughs> I mean, like the the one I read when I was a kid was just that he like full bore just accepts Jesus as his savior. Like there's there's no allegory, no methodology to it, nothing. It's just like. These characters are just, like, randomly like, Oh, Sonic, Jesus was somebody who came to Earth and died for everyone's sins. And Sonic was like, way past cool. <laughs> you know, you know what will be, um, what will be, uh, funny? Is if, uh, like, you made Sonic, uh, um, uh, what do you call those guys? Um, oh, crap, um. Uh. The ones that, that, that knock on your door all the time. Oh, Jehovah's Witness? Yeah. You make Sonic a Jehovah's Witness, and the reason that Doctor Robotnik is like him is like because he's you know 
he's always he's, he's the only human there, so he's always like coming there and like you know trying <laughs> trying to, 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 to tell him that you know about the about what the word it's like it's only going to be you know one hundred forty four thousand they're going to be saved and uh, he's like will you leave me alone. <laughs> Oh, and, and that's it. So, so, uh, Robotnik, um, is like, you know, where he may have been open to listening to the message at one time. He is not anymore. He's like, okay, I've had my fill of this and, you know, this guy. So he's like, you know, you know, he, he's, he, he's through with it. And, and so that's what he's trying to, that's why he's trying to kill Sonic. And, uh, you know, Robotnik was having some pretty good conversations with Shadow about it and was like really beginning to consider visiting the church. And then, like, one day at work, Sonic just ran up to him and was like, you know, Christmas is actually a pagan tradition. Then he, like, runs out of the room and Robotic's like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he runs in there and says what he has to say and then runs out before you can retort, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> he runs in there and like, you should really say your grace and give God praise to God for the food that you just have. There's a lot of kids in China that are, that are starving. And it's like, they wish they had that kind of food too. But they can't because they worship Buddha. And then you, before you can say anything, he goes zipping out the room again. They're like, fuck yes. Uh, but, but so, so that's, that's the thing. So that's why robotics after him. And like the rings are actually our halos in there. He's trying to save like, like the, the, the intended. So he's got to, he's got to like find or save or, uh, or gather, uh, 144,000 ra- halos <laughs> to be able to save those people. Um, he keeps giving robotic the rings. He's like, lay not for yourself treasures on earth, but rather in heaven. And he like, runs back out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of aggressively Christian Sonic. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so obviously Boy, this can, this ran off the rails. <laughs> I say, obviously you can tell that like the first job that we would pick to do if we could be our worst selves, you know, be, we would be like video game executives. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the 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 kids aren't going to want to play this game. Fuck them kids! <laughs> <laughs> now, how do we insert microtransactions into Sonic? <laughs> Yeah, no. The, the, <laughs> you, you can only lock and lock the rest of the rings by giving us extra money. <laughs> no, no, there's, 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 there's no levels to place, no expansion. You just give us the money. Take you your the mom's rings. credit cards, but don't <laughs> tell her. So, uh, so yeah, becoming a villain. Do you want to start or shy? Um. Okay, so. Because, you know, we've, we've talked about some villainous deeds in the right. past of, like, what we would do. I think we've both discussed becoming a hitman on an episode, right? Yeah. And uh, we talked about, you know, using our superpowers for evil. Yeah. Because it's like, there's no possibility of either of us becoming superheroes. We would definitely become villains. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah. What what criminal empire would you undertake? I could not be a pimp. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't think I could. Uh... The um, I, I couldn't be a pimp because one, it's um, like, like being a pimp. You know, you you're. It's it's not even the fact that you're making money off these women and all that kind of stuff. But like one, I don't really know like kind of what a pimp does except for collect the money. Um, and like you're, God, I don't want to I don't want to put people down, but 
let's just say prostitutes, like street walking prostitutes are not call girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're creating a stable of women who are desperate in some fashion or another, you know, whether it be because they just, you know, they got the short end of life and they like, you know, this is all I can do right now just to keep my, you know, keep myself afloat and, you know, and just make any kind of ends meet at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's just, it's kind of like any of those other things that kind of spiral down with like, this is the only thing I have, but, and I'll just do this just a couple of times just so I can like get bills caught up or like, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm, the landlord's not going to kick me out or whatever. And then I will, you know, I'll go back to, or I'll do something else, which of course, you know, never happens. Right. Um, right. But you're, you're, you're creating a, and I'm say stable because that's what they call them, but you're, you know, it's, it's almost like being a, like a modern day Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're building your, your pyramid or your, your glory. You're off of someone else who you pretty much have enslaved yeah. in one fashion or another. Um, and, and the thing is, it's not like, it's not like these people are, are the best off anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're you're really just kind of tying them down even more and then if they say if they would you run a high-end brothel though um uh, no because that means i gotta kill a lot of people because <laughs> one you can't come into my brothel and you can't smack my women around right well, you gotta yeah. be you gotta be respectful and and i'm not just gonna just you know smack you around either no you don't you don't do that um because if you're gonna smack one of my girls around that means you're probably smacking your wife around mm-hmm. so if you don't ever show up again um, I'm not gonna feel bad about it, and I'm sure she's gonna find a way to move on. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and that that that's a lot of work. Um, <laughs> and plus, Brunner Broth is not really criminal empire enough. I mean, um, but like I said, but I I just just the the whole process. So let's say that the girl's not is not making you money. Right? She's not out there like you know walking or you know or collecting as much as she's supposed to. Well, then what do you do? I mean, Wayne Brady's gonna have to choke a bitch. Yeah, but I mean, that's just damaging my product even more, right? Oh yeah, that's they'd be like, be like, hey, um, so uh, you were a little late delivering those pizzas, so I'm gonna teach you a lesson. You go out there and you're like, you and you shoot both of his tires, right? But like, like, so uh, we're gonna get those pizzas delivered faster, then, right? Like, I'm not quite sure if you understand how this works, you know? Like the people then, like the people that came by, they they weren't already, they weren't impressed enough by my looks to hire me, right? But you know the fact that that, that my nose is broken and, and, and I got the black eye, the swollen shut, you know, that, you see, that's is, bringing in a whole new crowd. This is your chance to become like better than that, though, like because you can change the game and you can just sort of do like yeah, 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 no, y'all motherfuckers think y'all changing the game? You ain't changing nothing. <laughs> no, no, it can be like, hey, you know, I I see that you're having trouble bringing in the money, and then you do like that '80s thing where you take her glasses off, and it's like oh, you're actually beautiful. You just need a makeover and. Then, then you have like a you know a, a man, music I'm a, montage. I'm while. a pimp, man. I can't be making over every bitch I find on the street. <laughs> no, no, that's what you know. That's what the other hookers are for. Uh, yeah, no, I, no, I, 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 no, that, that's that's not for me. Um, <laughs> just that that odd whole thing is not for me. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, no. So, no, that's not for me now. Uh I can run a criminal empire. Um. So let's see this. If I ran it, if I ran a criminal empire where 
where the um my like the different arms of of my of my empire mm-hmm. handle different things like you know I'm not dealing with it directly even though I know there are people under me that are that are dealing with it because that's what I've told them to do right hmm. um so there may be a guy under me that 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 runs hose right um this is this is street lingo by the way so uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be disparaging in any way. Gator uh, needs his cat, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, so that, that, that runs hose. Okay. He's doing that. Um, not me. He works for me, but he's handling that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> then I got a guy that's, uh, handling gambling and, and that kind of stuff and, and betting. Yeah. You know, or guys, plural. Mm-hmm. And I got one that's dealing with drugs. I got what guy that's dealing with the you know, arm sales. Um, yeah, that's, I, I could, I could do that. The, the, the problem I have, the, the most difficult part about that is, is making sure that you have a good and trustworthy, like, uh, partner. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, you're, uh, you're number one, your guy, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're number one guy that, uh, kind of helps you to manage things along with it. And then, you know, he's the one that, or she's the one that, that also gives you like the kind of the, the advice when you're like, um, when you're just kind of talking out loud, and uh, <clears throat> so anyway, because you know, because even if if it's like a friend of yours that uh, that you you know that you trust, once you get into that lifestyle, things change, right? Right. And and you know, and the closer they are to you, the more dangerous they are to you. Mm-hmm. But you can't keep everybody at arm's length. Um, it's like a uh, the uh, PS2 video game for the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like when you have like like a gun or certain things, um, you have to build trust in people, um, or else you know they'll think that maybe you're the thing. So, and you have to like share things with them. Like, okay, well, I got to build trust this person, so I'm gonna give them the gun, uh, right, which may right. be the wrong thing to do. So it's like you know, uh, you've got to build trust with them, but at the same time, you have to know that some of these guys could flip on you at min- at minutes' notice. So you know, you've got to. And you also got to instill fear in them too, right? Right. But not not in the um, not in the in like a in the sense where they never know if you're going to flip out and like kill one of them just randomly, right? But they also have to know that you could just kill one of them randomly. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. like I don't want you to fear that. You know that 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 might happen. I don't want to, I don't want to create that kind of environment. <laughs> but I do want you to know that's a possibility that yeah. that you know that. I could just walk out of the other room and just like shoot one of you right in the head and just, you know, and, and, and just keep on moving like his, just keep on walking. So, so you basically want to be the Jared Leto Joker. No, well, I'm saying, <laughs> I, want, I want them to, to understand that that's a possibility. So I don't have them thinking about turning against me because they're like, yeah, you know, because yeah. they're like, if, if he even thought that, you know, or believe for a minute that I had any kind of thoughts about that or, you know, was considering it, you know, I'd be gone. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want to threaten them to where they're like, you know, they're so scared that they're like, you know what, the only way that I feel, feel safe is if I killed him. Right, right. Um, so it actually sounds like, like joking aside, it actually sounds more like you're kind of wanting to be closer to like Gus from Breaking Bad. Which I know you still haven't seen Breaking Bad, but um, you made me familiar with Gus. Yeah, yeah. And, Gus and I, is... uh, I heard that interview with uh, Giancarlo Esposito where he kind of talked about you know the you know forming the character of Gus. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a terrifying character, but I mean, really, that's pretty much what I would like. That would be my first go to thing with a criminal empire too. Would be like that kind of thing where it's like you're just the guy up above pulling the strings. So if anybody does get busted. 
you know, you're not going to get touched anyway. Right. And, and you've got the ways of funneling in hush money to where, like, they're, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to roll over on you. But uh, I think I told you about, like, the box cutter scene with Gus, yeah? I don't think so. So, because you're talking, well, um, that this is kind of spoiler heavy, but are, are you uh, are you okay with me spoiling some yeah, breaking yeah, Um So, there's a scene, and this is like, you know, Gus is always very arm's length, and he's very, very cautious, and that's, you know, that's a big thing with uh, why I like the character so much, and why I think you would dig the character so much, is that he is extremely cautious, and, like, it takes you a long time to even realize that he is this criminal overlord. But, uh, at some point, like, Walt and Jesse fuck something up. There's this whole dispute of, oh, is Gus gonna kill them, or what's gonna happen here? And so, one of his henchmen's like, fuck it, we should just kill you guys, we don't need you, I can make the meth. And he just starts mixing the meth. So, finally, after, like, several minutes of this, uh, Gus comes in. And he just, like, slowly walks across the room and he puts on, like, the coveralls and, like, the rubber gloves and all that. Just puts on all this protective gear. And then he, like, walks across the room and goes to, like, this work table and opens up a drawer and pulls out a box cutter and closes it. Walks back across the room and just stands there for a minute and then just, like, grabs the henchman who's mixing the meth and just slits his throat. And holds him in his arms until he bleeds out and dies. And then he looks at Walt and Jesse and goes get back to work, and he just walks out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's all he does as far as that whole fiasco, and it's beautiful. It's like, that's the only time you actually see him get directly violent. And I I think that's something, too, that my my guys would have to know that, like, if I tell you to do something, so, obviously, as the the head, I want to keep myself clean, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I also want them to know that I'm not going to send them to do something that I wouldn't do. So if I tell you to kill this person, right? Right. Um, you you have to you would have to know that that um, I'm something that's something I'm capable of doing. Right. Right. Obviously, I can't go around killing everybody that needs to be killed. Um, and and that's it. And that's the thing that like the one thing that really kind of keeps me out of that lifestyle. Um, well, several things, but one thing is that. There are, I guess I said this one before, when you get into that kind of a lifestyle, right, you have to make decisions um, mm-hmm. that uh, that aren't necessarily good ones. Uh, they're, they're horrible decisions that you have to make. And you have to say, okay, I'm I'm going to start like, you know, like you said, like Gus, like I'm going to start selling drugs or running a criminal empire or whatever it is. And um, that means that I'm going to have to do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to do those things. And I'm going to have to, you know, be very comfortable with doing those things. Yep. yep. Um, and um, and I, d- I don't want to be that person, you know. I don't want to be <laughs> like that that person. So I kind of stay away from it. But, you know, there are there will, there will be times where I'd have to say, okay, here's the thing. If I'm going to – if I'm running an empire um, – uh, like so, there's the one thing. Like if, I, if I'm running my own this little like uh, like drug runner, you know, or, or like uh, drug operation, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if I'm actually running an empire, I think the same thing goes true with all of us that um, nobody's off the table, right? So when it comes to to killing someone, nobody is off the table. Yeah, and that's this yeah. this is like a hard part podcast to talk about because um, we're talking about like you know really being really really horrible people and I, I can't stress enough to say like this is not a person i want to be and this is why i don't want to be that person but 
Um, if if we reach uh, eight thousand a month on Patreon, then we will become these people. So I don't think eight thousand is enough to get my business started. I have to twenty five thousand would be enough to get me started. I just need like a small loan of a million dollars. But um, so first and foremost is I have to lay down my motivation for for what I'm doing. So what is my motivation um, for running a criminal empire? To get bitches. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Well, that, uh, first you get the money, then you get the power, <laughs> then, then you, you get, the, get the women. Or, or depending on how kind of what kind of empire you want to run, first you get the sugar, then you get the power, <laughs> then you get the women. Um. So, um, which is I, I want to, I want to live a a nice, comfortable life, somewhat fancy, uh, and I want to do it. Uh, not in a traditional sense because I don't feel like I that uh, doing all that is is uh, necessary. Like I don't want to have to work my way up or whatever. I don't want right, to you know right. you know manage people. You know, so if I have a dispute with one of my employees, like we can set this real quick with like a punch to the face and <laughs> and then me like kicking you while you're down and saying never fuck up again, motherfucker. You know <laughs> and. And as opposed to be like, all right, well, let's go see HR. Um, <laughs> HR being Henry Robinson, the guy's actually going to be the one that beats the shit out of you. But like, <laughs> so let's go see HR. Um, but, you know, uh, I'd have to, um, I'd have to say, okay, that this is my motivation is like one is to make money and do it in this fashion. Mm-hmm. Two is to not get caught. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that and that's the thing. Like, if I say that my other motivation or is uh, or desires to not get caught, that means that I'm going to have to do everything in my power to not get caught. Right, right. And that means removing a lot of people from the face of the earth. And again, that's where it goes to the um, nobody's off the table. Right, right. Um, you know, so it doesn't matter what your occupation is. If you are in my way, or I feel like you may get in my way. Um, then yeah, we we've got to we got to do some things you know about that. So, right, right. You know, so that's it. And um, uh, I think where a lot of the crime overlords that I'm fond of fail is that they don't know where to just accept a loss in removing certain people from the picture. Mm-hmm. Because like you know, going back to Gus, what ultimately kills him is the fact that he doesn't kill Walt because Walt's making him too much money off of the meth, right? And so, you know, every time he's, like, having this conversation with himself, like, oh, I need to get Walt out of here. Walt is a threat to me. Walt has actually talked about killing me. I need to get rid of him. But then I'm losing millions and millions and millions of dollars in meth sales. And so I I think that me, as a crime overlord, it would just be realizing it's like, the minute that this guy talked about killing me, that's it. Don't oh, yeah. care. Don't care how many millions of dollars he cost me. Like I, I still, I'm, I still control the game. I still control the meth sales. I may not be selling as good product, but I'll still be making slightly fewer millions of dollars. Yeah, and, and it's like I'm not making any money if I'm dead, and I won't be dead. <laughs> so you've got that, and like you know, another good example would be Doc in Baby Driver, and I and I've talked about this in our what we would do differently episode. Is you know what I would do differently is I would not have brought bats back for a second job. That's like that's true. It's like the minute that I saw on the first job, it's like, wow, you fucked up here, you fucked up here. You're a threat to my success because I need everything to go like clockwork. So I'll find somebody who's just as deadly as you, 
just as fast on their feet with their thinking, who's not gonna, like, try to knock over a gas station the night before a big heist and and kill all of my contacts and the police. That just... Because that fucks up everything! And, and knock over a gas station just for some packs of gum. Yeah, yeah, like... So, yeah, like, it just... I, I think that would be the biggest difference if I were, like, doing the whole criminal overlord thing is that, you know... Sure, it's it sucks to have to take a loss on a heist, and it sucks to have to lose money on something like that, but it's like, that's better than everything being fucked up. It's like, it's better than being dead. So, yeah, you know, it's like, so, sorry, Bats, you're out. Not, not calling you back a second time. See, for me, depending on what it is that I would, you know, I would set up a new, a, a new distribution system, mm-hmm. and I would vet my people a little bit better. So, I don't want... I don't want just anybody off the street. You know, it's a uh, like like in in the military. You know, when you're in the military and you go through basic training and all that, they pretty much you know kind of indoctrinate you. They, they brainwash you into being the person that they want you to be, mm-hmm. which is this person who's going to follow orders and don't think for yourself. Which makes perfect sense. I don't want you when I give you an order to do something. I don't want you taking time to be like, okay, well. Um, is this really the best way? Like, no, that the decision's been made for you. I made it. Go right, do it. Right. Uh, at the same time, though, I don't want someone that's just going to blindly follow orders because not everybody given the orders are, you know, the people that should be given orders. Right, right. So I do want you to kind of question things for yourself and be like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, so that that's a kind of a fine line, but I want my, I want my, people underneath me, even, even my, my lowest level street people to have some sense of, uh, of who they are and their place in like in the organization and and how the organization fits into their society. Yeah. So yeah. and and to be somewhat educated too because you have to be able to understand and know what's going on in your own world and I can't I can't just have just a bunch of like just a bunch of street thugs. Yeah. Cuz you know the yakuza actually had like a general knowledge test that they made people take when they were applying. Really? Yeah, like you had to like be able to answer like math and science questions and things like that and I think you even had to write an essay on why you wanted to join the yakuza. <clears throat> wow. So yeah, like they're they're a pretty good example of it. I I think the yakuza is a very very interesting uh criminal organization. Cuz what I don't need is is some some street guy out there like Thinking, thinking because he's part of an organization that, that automatically makes him tougher. You know, he's got mm-hmm. always people that have his back and stuff. And it's like, I have your back when it's something that is affecting my business and my product, whatever my product might be. Right, right. If you go and you start trouble on your own, I'm not, I'm, I don't have your back because me, me joining in for something that you did actually puts my business at risk. Right, right. For no reason. No, I'm not doing that. So, well, and the people who thinks that, you know, being part of that makes them hot shit, they're also the ones who are really likely to just talk and say a bunch of shit that you don't want them to say. Right. And, and they go out in some cases looking for trouble because they're trying to prove themselves all the time mm-hmm. or they're trying to show off. I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you want people who keep their heads down and their mouth shut. Right. Like one, one thing I thought was interesting about the Italian mafia is that they, do not allow their guys to do drugs, and they frown upon them drinking because that makes them more likely to talk. Right. And there are family secrets that you cannot share as part of the mafia. So there are just certain families who are like, "No, you you don't you don't drink, you don't do drugs, because we're we're not going to chance a compromise." 
Uh, another thing is that everything would stay in-house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got somebody that needs to be taken care of or you got like a, uh, you know, a drop that needs to be done or a pickup. It all stays in-house. I'm not going to use like some other organization, like some kind of like uh, like motorcycle club or anything like that. Be like, right. you know, to, you know, to go and do this or do that for me. No, it all stays in-house. You know, I, I trust these people to the extent that I trust them, which is more than I trust anybody else. But at the same time, not trusting them at all. Right, and that's where right. it needs to stay. It doesn't need to go outside of that. Um, uh, you know, the there's a I, there's a part about you know making sure that you're instilling the proper amount of fear, and it's a uh, it's it's almost like a like a like a parent where they you know instill fear of retro of uh you know retribution, but <clears throat> but not just arbitrarily like you know like oh you know it's like you know, oh no dad's home you know that not that kind of thing but you know and and to know that for everyone to know that you uh will take care of things right right you know and and not just not just outside things but inside things too that you know if, if there's conflict between two people within the organization we need to, we need to rectify that yeah you know? yeah um i want them to feel like family while at the same time and I, and I say not, no, they're not family, but I want them to, to feel like family so they feel that connection. Right. But, right. um, but not, um, not, not to the point where they're like, you know, oh, we're just one big happy family and that, you know, <laughs> don't call me pa or grandpa or anything like that. You know, I'm your employer. In this unprecedented time. Right. My criminal underlings are family. And, uh, and uh, how, only certain people should even know who I am. Oh hell yeah! No, I, mean, I mean, like you have to be you have to be at a certain level to even know like who I am. Oh yeah, absolutely. So like it's interesting because there's a certain level of detachment that you need for your own safety, but uh, like you also, the more detached you are, the more likely that shit that you don't approve of is going on. Mm-hmm. Cause like you don't you don't want to like suddenly find out that it's like oh wait a minute these these guys have been like killing kids or using kids for their killing or whatever and it's like oh that's that's not cool should have found out about that yesterday right <laughs> um yeah that's the thing when we're talking about this like there's so it's such a such a, a, a evil thing to to talk about but unfortunately it's um. Like say if 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 that was something I was gonna I was gonna be a part of, then I have to be a part of it all the way, and um, and it's it's it, it's rough to be able to, to say that okay, yeah. I mentioned a lot about uh, about taking care of people and like you know, hey, if this person's got to go, they got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's there's also times where you're like, I don't, I don't need to hurt you. I just need you to get get you to do what I want. Right, and that means right. hurting other people that aren't involved. Yeah. And and I can't feel bad about that because again, what my what's my motivation is to make money doing this thing here mm-hmm. and not get caught, you know? It's not to make you feel good about who you are. It's not to, you know, to very like gently get you to open up and tell me what I want to know or give me whatever it is I want to know. It's like, no, it's it's to, you know, it's yeah. Like, it, it's it's it, it's me taking care of my business. And, uh, uh, so it would, and I think the other part of that too is, uh, I think I'd have to show my people the, my, my higher up people and everything to be like, okay, this is unlike anything you've been a part of before. Mm-hmm. And it runs like this. Right. Right. 
This is the new plan. It's like, you know, you there may be certain ways that things are done in the crime world, but here's the way I do things. Right. So, yeah, that makes sense. You know, another thing I think would be interesting, but there's caveats, is I think it would be interesting to be like a really high-profile hitman. And we've talked about this with other stuff. Mm-hmm. that I think we've we've both discussed that, but... My whole thing is that I would kind of want to do like the lone wolf and cub type thing where it's like, well, I, I pick the targets that I take. So, you know, you may want to present this person to me, but no, I'm, I'm only going to do it with certain people who I deem actually need removing. So that would be pretty interesting. It wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be like a criminal empire, but it would be uh, like a pretty solid criminal profession. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I can see that. Um, the uh kind of being being that person and it's uh it's interesting yeah yeah um i would not want to be a self-proclaimed general leading an army in like some like foreign country nah, nah. no that's that 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 to me is just that's the the like uh third world country like a uh, version of like a street gang you know, right yeah. like you're not really doing anything um uh, so like like what do you like what what do you what are you protecting what do you what do you want here right just right walking around just like you know flexing <laughs> you know it's technically not illegal but there's always leading a cult um yeah i mean i don't know so i mean yeah, leading a cult, yes, it would be very easy. Um, and um, it would be easy to do, and it could be fun, but it could be. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't know what the perks are. What are the perks of, of, leading, of leading a cult? Uh, well, uh, the the Rashish Purim was his name. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got like like a shit ton of Bentleys and Rolls Royces, and yeah. But but what did he do with them? Uh, he he rode around in them and wore them and shit. And, I mean, and plus he like got to have sex with like any of the cult chicks that he wanted to. Uh, so that okay, that's the problem with, with having sex with cult chicks is they're crazy. And yeah. we already we already know about how how that works with you know the, the craziness <laughs> yeah. thing, so they're crazy and you. For for them, um, they're also not sometimes the best talent in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like okay, I could do this like yeah, you know, I can I can have me like a different like eighteen nineteen year old every night for like you know. Two weeks and never have the same one twice. Yeah, but they're probably not the best looking group of, you know, 18, 19 year olds. So. <laughs> uh, that, that really depends. I've seen certain cults that like specifically catered to getting hot people. And like I've, I've seen pictures of their little like communities and all that. And it's just like nothing but like hot dudes and chicks like wall to wall like all these like greek statuesque bodies so if you if you market your cult right that's exactly what you can get well okay so 
don't know. There, there's so much manipulation in cults. I think that's what I don't like about it. it it's, it's so much just... You were like a master manipulator. What's not to like about manipulation? <laughs> well, because you're not doing it for fun. You're, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> you're doing it to be serious. Like, like You're doing it for fun and profit. <laughs> like, it's the whole reason to undertake any criminal enterprise. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so... So you're saying there's a lot you can get out of it, right? So I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, can I get money out of it? Yes. I mean, you can fleece the people, but only to the point that they that they can be fleeced, you know? So mm-hmm. um, if they are rich, then obviously you can get more out of them. And if they're not, then you can only get what you can get. So you're kind of stuck there, right? Um, and the um, – Well, the thing is you can't run a doomsday cult because like that – that's the ones where the guys are like, oh, the world's going to end on this date. And uh, and then, like, all the people sell their belongings and shit, and they get it, like, that one time, and then that's it. And the world, of course, doesn't end, so then they lose all their followers. You need something that's, like, really long-term, like the uh, like the Rashish, where it's like, well, no, I can bring you inner peace and enlightenment. And so that's, like, a perpetual feeding thing. So he has all these people who have, like, a large portion of the state that's just feeding a massive part of the economy. And so he, he lived a really ritzy lifestyle and then died peaceably in his sleep. And then all the infighting was what came later. Now, you know he did not die peacefully in his sleep. Was he poisoned? Uh, I'm just going to say this. I thought he died peacefully and it was other people who got poisoned. He Well, right, there were some other people that got poisoned by, uh, by that bitch. Um, but... <laughs> There was, um, there in the video that they showed in the documentary of him laying there in bed, um, he had that, that Rolex that he never took off. Yeah. And they took it off after he died. That's after he died. He's not going to care. <laughs> uh, actually in the video they showed him laying down there, he doesn't have it on. Oh. Huh. Or any of his jewelry or anything like that. And that's, that's just never been found. Yeah, see, I thought that I thought that like somebody stole it after he died. It's been too long since I've seen no, it. I've been no, talking about rewatching these to make episodes on. I know. I, I honestly, I think that they that they killed him because because remember he he was so hands off for the longest time, mm-hmm. and he left Sheila in charge. And then when he found out about the, the for those who don't know, we're talking about the documentary Wild Wild Country. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, we kind of deviated here, <laughs> but. Uh, and, but then when he found out about the about the attempted poisonings and all that kind of stuff, he was like, "Yeah, okay, we're we're gonna have to s- stop that." And he was trying to to kind of turn things back around and get it back to the the fun cult that he wanted it to be, right? <laughs> and because uh, he it, it was never his idea to try to take over the town or influence the government and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he when he tried to um, um, to do that, I think that they killed him. Because Sheila had the doctor, the one doctor and his wife who were who were there, and then and they all those people had been, were promised. Because mm-hmm. uh, remember, they were supposed to be making a new like temple or whatever in California for the doctor's wife, and she was going to be like she was going to run some portion of it or whatever. So everybody had that was the Aussie chick, yeah. Uh, no, the Aussie chick was the one that that. Um, was oh, she shoot was the guy. Yeah, she was the shooter. Yeah, yeah. And so, see how it's been so long. We've we've got to rewatch these so we can actually do episode proper's on them. But uh, but I was gonna say the um the um everybody that was involved was gonna get be getting a piece of something. Yeah. And I think his he, when he when he came 
into it he was like that all that stopping right no you're not doing that you're not getting a piece of anything yeah. we're not going to be expanding in these ways and um and they're like well yeah we gotta shut that down hmm yeah but surely there have been cult leaders who have died peacefully in their sleep oh I'm just sure they- just not that one uh well the guy that ran heaven's gate I mean, he poisoned himself in the late I was about time. to say, wasn't that Jim Jones? No, 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 no. He ran the People's Temple. That was... Jonestown. Jonestown, yes. No, the guy that ran uh, ran uh, Heaven's Gate where they were going to get behind a Hellbop Comet. Um, oh, yeah. Which, uh, that's one I don't understand at all. Like, the Hellbop only passes through here. I, actually, I don't even think it's even going to pass through again. So, all the people that didn't get get on the, the bus, so to speak, like, you're never going to make it to heaven. Yes. Like that was your only that was your only chance. Yeah, well, it sucks to be you. Well, I mean, so <laughs> but there's still people. There's some people that still follow. Really, right? Like all throughout the world, some people that still follow the Heaven's Gate. And I'm like, yeah, but and no, no offense to you know somebody's religion, but if you're telling me that because I missed the bus, I can't, I can't go to heaven. Like, even, what if what if I wasn't even born yet, and my parents like you know <laughs> like bring me into this and make this part of my religion? They're like. It's like, oh wow, so we could go ahead. Oh no, 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 no. The bus haven't took off like three years before you were born, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess if we got on the bus, you wouldn't have been here, right? So and Sonic runs up to the robotics. You missed the Hales Bob comic. You'll never make it to heaven now. And he runs back out of the room. But I'm not gonna worship a god that can't get that can't get me to heaven. Just like that one, he didn't have the power to just be like, hey, come on into heaven. And two is like, yeah, I'm gonna send one car. You better be ready. Eight thirty. Don't miss the bus, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, I'm not worshiping that God. I mean, because, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right now, right? If, if that God is like, you know, like, okay, you know what? You know what? I am, I am not worshiping you. Um, and, you know, you can kiss my ass, like, you know, like, hail, hails Bob God. And then he decides to do something like, uh, like, you know, I don't know, zap me, like hit me with like a bolt of lightning or something like that. Or I'm like, well, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Let me make sure I get this straight. You can like hit me with like a bolt of lightning or you can do this to me, but you can't give me a free ride to heaven because I missed the comet. But you don't have yeah. any problems taking like, you know, you know, taking your anger out on me because I said, you know, you can kiss my ass. Like, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say now you can doubly kiss my ass. <laughs> So, right, so you wouldn't run a cult. I mean, well, I just, I don't, I don't know what I would really get out of it. I mean, sometimes you get like a really hot cult chick, but the thing is, they, I mean, they're kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and the, the other one of the bad things about running cults is, some of these people believe in you so much is that they get too deep in the belief. And then, and when that happens, they start to think that they know what's best. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't do what they think you should be doing, then like you're a traitor. And it's like wait, 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 wait a minute. Remember how I'm the one that do this? I mean, like, okay, I know you think you know what's going on, but let me just tell you, I created this whole thing. <laughs> so I'm the one that really knows what's going on. You know, I'm the one that made it all up. So yeah. see, that's that's like the whole thing with you've got to establish your doctrine ahead of time, where it's like, no, I, you know, I'm. Speaking on behalf of God here, I'm the only authoritative voice of God on this earth, so you don't get to decide that. I decide that. 
Yeah. And and now, since you've dared defy me, I deem you a heretic, and then, you know, the rest of your loyal cultists stone them or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's like, so some of the, they, they get, they get so deep into that, that, that belief of the, of the cult. It's like, I don't, I don't want you that deep into it. I, that's what I, she said. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want like zealots and stuff like that. I just want some average, like, you know, run of the mill, like, you know, cult goers. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, I know what I think I would do though. I would, um, I would, Take all the the bad cults that I have, and I make them all levels of my cult. Mm-hmm. So like a like a like snake handling would be one. You know, after you, after you after you you've done snake handling for like you've been a you know you've shown that that the you have no fear of the snakes and snakes have no fear of you. Yeah. Um. So after you know, a couple of years, then you get to move up to like bleach drinking, and then um, and then once you you know you've drank like you know eight gallons of bleach and and. <laughs> And that you're all pure inside. Then we'll move you up to what is other like weird ass like you know that cult things or whatever. Um, <laughs> so I would I would want a cult that's so bizarre that nobody believes that it's real. So if anybody ever tries to like report what's going on with it, then like the media just like laughs at them. Where it's like it's like no no my my husband def- defied them when they were trying to get protection money from him. They slapped him to death with fish. It's like right yeah that happens. People get slapped to death with fish all the time. Right. Like, no, no, I infiltrated one of their cult meetings and they just ate bowl after bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> just, uh, you've never seen humans eat so much spaghetti. It's like, okay. Yeah, okay, that's... they were eating spaghetti. Yeah, okay. I... What's the big deal? People like spaghetti. It was Chef Boyardee spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, nobody eats Chef Boyardee spaghetti, so... Like, no, the... Then they all put on paper party hats, and then one guy just started humping a pinball machine. <laughs> like, right, well, you know, okay, yeah, this sounds like a real cult to me. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's, uh... Oh, crap, I, I missed my line, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to say, to be a pinball wizard, he has to be the best. Uh, <laughs> uh Sorry, you, you probably haven't seen Tommy, but you know the Pinball Wizard song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so, I mean, I don't have a problem with running a cult. I mean, I really don't. I know that shouldn't sound bad. I don't have a problem with running a cult. Um, because I, I think this is what I would do. Because, uh, you know, I, I have I have my, my, my church, right? Oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're redemptionists. <laughs> um, and I would not call redemptionism a cult, by the way. It's not a cult. Redemptionism is, is, a, is a true religion. Um you know, we, I don't ask anybody to do anything that is out of the ordinary or to, to do anything that would go against, you know, the, the norm of what you would say, okay, this makes sense for, to be a part of a church or whatever. Right. Um, so redemptionism is, is, is very, uh, it's not, it's not a cult. It's a church. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, this is what I would do is within my, 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 church doctrine is I would have some like really kind of like religious and that religious ridiculous things in there that would uh like things that we have to do or or whatever yeah. as part of like you know being a member of the of that church and the people that do that uh and become a part of church that's when I wouldn't feel bad about it because like it's obvious that you decided to take sanity and common sense and lock that shit up 
and then you know, <laughs> and then throw it in like the deepest like lake you could find. <laughs> and and it's like and so because of that, I don't feel bad about what I'm going to do to you because you're not doing anything to to protect to protect yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you should make like some seemingly possible but actually impossible challenge for people to like progress to the highest rank in your church. Like, oh, well, you know, anybody who can eat ten saltines in less than thirty seconds <laughs> becomes the grand archbishop. I think what I have to do is once they reach to the highest level, they start back over from the beginning. <laughs> but but they're starting back over as the the highest level. Hmm. So so by going through this again, it's like now you went through it as an ordinary man, but now you have to show your connection to our deity. Mm-hmm. Uh, by going through these things now to which should be easier for you because you know now you have the power and the love of our deity flowing through you continuously as we were before you were making a connection with them yeah. and improving your loyalty now you have that power running continuously through you and you have to basically dis- demonstrate that by going through these steps again and it's cyclical so it just keeps happening and keeps happening interesting and that way I don't have to do shit <laughs> But I mean, it's just the money. And so this is the problem I have with, with being a drug dealer. Um, which is in, in most cases, drug dealers, um, are selling to poor communities. Right, right. I can't make any money selling to poor people. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is there's the, the, the poor are stealing from the middle class or the working class. And then they're using that to fund their drug addiction. Well, the working class don't really have shit to begin with. Right. right. So when you take what little they have, that leaves them with just as much as what you have, or if not less, because everybody's hitting them up. So, so eventually we're going to get to a point where the working class is now going to become the, um, the, the, the lower income class. Right. Right. Which means still less money for me. So then who are they going to rob? And the thing is they, like those kind of people generally stay Within their own community. They mm-hmm. rob the people. It's kind of like, like the whole science lambs, like you cover the thing you see every day. Right, so right. you rob the people that you see every day, the ones that you feel more comfortable with. You don't go outside of that. Well, then you're still stealing from poor people that don't have anything. Right. So you're not right. getting anywhere. And I can't get anywhere <laughs> as long as you're doing that. I can't make the kind of money I need to. Yeah. So yeah. what we have to do is we have to take our empire uh, and move it more to the, uh, to the city and the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And... That's when we can start making money. Um, and we want to sell it to the more affluent because that's where the money comes in. Yeah. Interesting. And the, and the thing with that is that those type of people are also, um, they, they buy drugs for them to get high on, but they also buy drugs, um, for recreational purposes like, Oh, um, you know, we got to like a, I'm going to have a party. You right. Know? Right. So and let me, instead of everyone had to bring their own drugs, like I need to supply. Some drugs, you know, I got to supply some Coke or whatever it is. And so they then become, you know, not just their own, like buyers for their own stuff, but they're also buyers, you know, for, for bigger things. And because they've got that kind of, that, uh, disposable income. Yeah. Yeah. So makes sense. So we're approaching the hour mark, but I'm going to throw out one last thing that I think would be pretty interesting for me, just based off of my interests. And that would be, Running a group of professional art forgers. Ooh. Now, you know, typically most art forgeries, uh, 
like modern art and abstract art because it's typically just you know shapes and things like that stuff that's easy to replicate mm-hmm. easy to fake but uh you know with this being a criminal empire and me being a criminal overlord i would want to hire in people who can actually fake like classic stuff <laughs> classic paintings that have not been like accounted for and moving that kind of stuff on the market so i think that would be pretty interesting um you know what I think would be would be interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, is if your your art forgers also um, like uh, forged or imitated comic art. Mm-hmm. So some of those like uh, hard to find pieces. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I mean, you can you can be careful like who you want to go after, but there's so much like art floating around there um, from different books that you could you could rip it off fairly easily mm-hmm. um as pages from this book a page from that book and as long as it's not the like like the well-known pages of the things right, no right. one's ever really going to question it because the one person that owns it and now the person that owns the forgery they're probably never going to meet or even know that they both have like a uh, this art mm-hmm. so i mean the- See, it would take a lot of homework on that because like marvel and dc would destroy original pages way back in the day yeah, but now they have to give them to the artist. Yeah, but I can take I can take the comic book, and then from there, like draw, uh, you know, draw it or even like print it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so I take the comic book, uh, take the colors out of it, um, you blow it up to the, its uh its official size, and then um, uh, remove all the color from it. Mm-hmm. And and once I do that, then you print it out, and then the person just goes over it with ink. Yeah, yeah. Well, even uh, even if all you're doing is, like, making forged comics, like, you know, if, if you could make a reasonable facsimile of Action Comics number one, you know, once it's CGC graded, it's slabbed in loose side. It's not going to get opened and actually examined. Yeah. But those are those are harder to do because of the paper quality and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's some things that are inherent with, uh, with certain books of... Uh, uh, that that period. Oh yeah, like even the color of the staples is a giveaway if, if people know what they're looking for. So that makes that makes that really difficult, um, even more so, uh, or maybe just as much as if you're uh, forging art and you want to make sure that um, that you're using the right type of uh, paint. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't use this because they didn't use this this like paint back then, or right, they right. made their own like kind of like paint out of this stuff and this stuff, and you got to mix all that up in mm-hmm. order to be able to properly. Uh, process it yeah plus figuring out like what type of bristol board the company was using at the time because like it would change over certain periods uh like there was a window of time where um like joe kubert picked the standard uh paper that dc used oh yeah which kirby hated because like it was great for inking on but it sucked for holding pencils and stuff like that so uh yeah, it would it would take it would take a lot of stuff, but you know, part of part of it being a criminal empire and having a group of guys working on it would be that uh, you've you've got those experts who know enough about comic history to be able to say, oh yeah, this this is what was going on in the industry at the time. So yeah, I, I think that would be pretty fun and pretty interesting. Did I tell you about the story I heard on NPR? And I think it might have been like This American Life. About this guy that was um, hanging out with this guy at this villa in some country, and um, and he was like roommate to this guy, and um, he had all kinds of money, and 
he knew people like famous people and stuff and he was just he was just surprising and he asked him like how he made his money and he never would tell him how he made his money and he would always tell him this some story and and he knew that there's something about this guy that just wasn't true mm-hmm. um but anyway it turns out the guy was a uh he was an art forger <laughs> and that's how he made his money he was uh, but people didn't know they were buying forged art right right but that's how that's how good he was is that he was he was um uh, you know doing this and selling this forged art and um so he finally told this guy like that his this uh, roommate he kind of took on about it and um anyway he became he he was actually a real artist too mm-hmm. but no one ever bought his stuff so he started like forging <laughs> and um and it's like it got to the point when when it came out that this guy was like, such a great forger that it was almost impossible to to uh distinguish his from the real thing yeah people started actually commissioning him to do forgeries of stuff <laughs> to put in their homes nice because you couldn't tell that from the original yeah <laughs> and so then he became like a semi-legitimate uh artist by making like legitimate forgeries <laughs> a legitimate artist we haven't posted that episode yet we haven't but uh we'll, we'll post it before we post this one most likely <laughs> Unless I fuck up the order again, because you know me. But hey, it's it's been an hour, so. So yeah, um, you know, I don't think we admitted to being willing to do anything too terrible bad in this episode. <laughs> well, I don't want to go all out and, and say certain things, but <laughs> but the thing is, um, let's see, you you have to resign yourself that you're going to do these things. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna feel bad about it, and you're not gonna you're not gonna second guess when it needs to be done, and be like, "Well, is there another way around it?" And be like, "No, this is what needs to be done, mm-hmm. and this is what we're gonna do," and that's it. Um, and you have to you have to make those kind of decisions. Um, it's like uh, you have, you haven't watched Sopranos, have you? Nope. There's a um, which you would think you would think that I would. It's right up my alley, but so I didn't get a chance to finish the series thing. I got all the way up to like maybe. Uh, I was like, I didn't get a chance to watch like the last two or three seasons, but um, at one point, um, Tony is having these nightmares, or you know, he he can't sleep. He's having these really um, odd dreams about stuff, mm-hmm. and he can't figure out what's going on. Of course, you know, the whole thing is he's seeing a psychiatrist because of, like his anxiety, right, but right. he doesn't want anybody to know because you know that make him look weak and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, she questions about his business, and you know, it's clear from what he from what he talks about. If he, uh, like, how, like, what he does, but, you know, he just, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm a garbage man. I work for sanitation department. Um, right, right. Uh, but anyway, he, um, he's having these, these, these bizarre dreams. He can't, um, he can't figure out, like, what they're about or what's going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when talking to the uh, psychiatrist and he's kind of going over some of them, it's like, well, it, it's kind of clear, but, um, from what's going on, but you just don't want to accept it. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, he gets all upset at her. But basically what happened, what, what, um, it comes down to, and I think it was Big Pussy, um, was that one of the member of his crew was selling him out to the FBI. Hmm. And he put it together, but because he trusted them so much and liked them, they've been, you know, together for so long, he didn't want to accept it. Right. right. So his subconscious was telling him, Hey, this is what's going on. You've got to accept this. You have to. 
because um, this person is is pulling you down. Right, right. And you have to do something about it. And then so he had to, because he basically knew what he had to do. Is like, this guy is doing this. He's got to die. Mm-hmm. And, but he didn't want to accept it because he didn't want to have to. To, to kill him. Yeah. Um, and so he, the, the, the dreams eventually led to where he was like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, fine. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I accept it now. Wow. So, yeah, but I was just saying, like, that's the thing. It's like you have to, you can't have that. You have to, when you feel it and you know it, you got to mm-hmm. act on it. Yep. Um, you have to just, just learn to take the L and it's like, yep, it's just a necessary evil at that point. And yet, so here's the bad thing about running a criminal empire like that. Um, is there's no retirement. Mm-hmm. You can't just hand it over to somebody and walk away. Yep. Because even because if people know that you walked, I mean, if people know you and they know that you walked away, you're still you're not a threat to them, but you're still big game for them. Right. Right. Even if you're no longer in any, it's like oh, I'm retired. I don't do that stuff anymore. And it's like yeah, maybe not. But if I kill you. I still get points for that. Right, right. So, there's no, there's no walking away. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, this has been a fun one. Um, I've been a Comey. And my name is Turk182, and I'm not a criminal. <laughs> but then that's exactly what a criminal would say, right? <laughs> Do drugs, kids. Bye, everybody. <laughs> no, nothing? No, no. <laughs> No, I agree. Do, do drugs, kids. <laughs> All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>